When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily and we've seen a Sunday full of unwanted records really. Well, some wanted, but even so, they finished on the losing side too. We saw Hobart Hurricanes beating the Adelaide Strikers and then in the second game of the day, we've just seen an absolute mauling. Sydney Sixers, the defending champions, back to winning ways after a defeat in their first game. They have absolutely stuffed the Melbourne Renegades. Before we get to my guest today, thank you very much to bluecrocodile.com co.uk snapping up the right mortgages for you give them a visit bluecrocodile.co.uk i'm james the cricket badger and i'm joined today by two men that are just drying their eyes at the moment the two fan reps for the losing sides today melbourne renegades being battered naman shah how are you trying to digest the last match not that good Uh, did not expect at all uh, especially with pinch and marsh uh, Russo, uh, all these are international players and uh, it was not that uh, test cricket and the ball was not doing that much like uh, uh, even they would like to forget this uh, match as soon as possible and come back strongly in the next match and uh, I feel uh, they performed well in the first match. They closed it nicely. It was a sort of one-sided match and that two against Perth Scorcher winning the first match should have boosted their confidence but uh, right today like uh, I don't know maybe back-to-back matches uh, both um, more lethargic and uh, I just don't know uh, what went wrong today. Uh, there's nothing to learn also. Maybe they need to spend time on the wickets and maybe think about uh, hitting later. Uh, but yes, a bizarre performance today. And Sam Dalling, his uh, Adelaide Strikers fan. Adelaide Strikers making their bow in the tournament this morning, um, early hours of, uh, in England, um, being beaten by the Hobart Hurricanes. Welcome along, Sam. Morning, James. Yeah, thank you. I was I was drying tears and then drying myself down after choosing to go for a run when it was absolutely tipping down. I'm not going to lie, I didn't get up at three in the morning to watch oh, this one. Honestly. I was hoping to perhaps catch the end, but I didn't manage to. I have caught up on the highlights and the scorecard. And yeah, slightly disappointing start. It was um, a, a really big last wicket partnership kind of made it less embarrassing I suppose so to speak yeah just not not quite a few things didn't go the strikers way today and like as with the renegades they want to put this one behind I'll tell you what Sam I'm going to dock your massive wages for being on the Cricket Badger podcast for not actually watching the game today Um, but uh, let's start with um, please do (laughs) let's start with Hobart Hurricanes massive wages listeners he doesn't get paid anything he's a volunteer fan reps are volunteers that's news to me James I I was under the impression we were were getting paid that's a, a blow 
I should I should have maybe mentioned that <laughs> later on in the tournament. And then, oh, dear. oh well, well, goodbye to Sam. We'll stay with Naman. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hobart Hurricanes uh, beating the Adelaide Strikers, 174 for five. The Hobart Hurricanes made Adelaide Strikers 163 for nine. The winning margin in the end for Hobart was just 11 runs, but a lot of that came down to a rather fantastic tenth wicket partnership. Sam, it was they were down and out all the way through and got very close in the end unexpectedly. Yeah, I think it was 61. So it was two guys, Daniel Worrell and, and Danny Briggs. I was having a look back through. I think previously, Danny Briggs' highest score in T20 was 13. And I think Worrell's was maybe 16. But Worrell finished 62 not out. Briggs, 35 not out. Played. He took a particular liking, Danny Briggs, to Darcy Short. I think he hit a six and a couple of reverse swept fours off one over. Um, yeah, that made it a bit closer. It was a weird day for Worrell, I have to say. He was removed from the attack. He's, he's primarily a bowler. was removed from the attack for bowling a couple of beamers. And I believe he also put Darcy Short down at a fairly simple catch at third man when he was on 23 and he went on to make 72. So I suppose he had some making up to do anyway. Yeah, Darcy Short was the, uh, the man of the match for his innings for Hobart Hurricanes, making 72 from 48 balls, six fours and four sixes for Darcy Short today, player of the match in that game. But that 61 partnership between um, Briggs and Worrell, second highest ever in T20 cricket for the 10th wicket Grant Elliott Zulfikar Babar 63 for the Gladiators against uh, Peshwa Zalmi in Sharjah in uh, 2016 it's the highest ever for the 10th wicket they got very close to getting the highest ever 10th wicket partnership ever but the second um, but still disappointment for the strikers there every team get coming into a competition like this Sam wants to get off to winning ways um, Adelaide strikers fancied by quite a few people to go the distance this time around but that's not the result they needed was it? No, it just didn't quite go for them today. They're, they're missing a couple. Um, you know, they have, they have a really good opening combo that has been brilliant for them. Uh, Phil Salt from Sussex and Jake Weatherald, and, and they both go hard. And usually last season, more often than not, one, one of them came off, and that didn't quite happen today. Matt Renshaw got some runs in the middle order, but they're missing Alex Carey um, and Travis Head, you know, who are on Australia duty, and Johnny Wells. He's been so consistent. One of the top scorers in the BBL last couple of years, in the team of the year last year. He, you know, some days, some days you just miss out, and he was cleaned up. Or no, Tindale BW, I think, first ball. There was a run out. Riley Meredith a bit, a bit of football skills to uh, run out Ryan Gibson. So yeah, it just didn't quite go their way. And and Briggs got a bit attacked with the ball, as did Rashid Khan, who again didn't have a wonderful day. But you know, they'll bounce back from it. It's about momentum. You know, you just you get on a bit of a winning run, and, and hopefully they'll come back in the next game. Yeah, and it's a long tournament. Plenty of time to recover from that opening defeat for Adelaide Strikers. The win, though, takes Hobart Hurricanes to seven points. One point behind the Melbourne Stars, who have maximum points after their first two games. Sydney Sixers, who we'll talk about in just a second. They're in third now on five points. Melbourne Renegades on four points from their two games. Adelaide Strikers, Sydney Thunder, Brisbane Heat and Perth Scorchers after one game played, are yet to get off the mark. All the teams who have played one game yet to win their game. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at Manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, Manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com, 
quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Let's move on to the uh, the second game of the day then, the Sixers against the Renegades. And this was men against boys, chalk and cheese. If you look up capitulation in the dictionary, then there is a picture of the Melbourne Renegades logo, I think, next to that at the moment, because you've got Sydney Sixers making 205 for four. Josh Felipe, 95 from him, from 57 balls, nine fours and three sixes. So chasing 206 to win, the uh, Renegades got to 14 for no loss. It was all going swimmingly. And then all of a sudden, 60 all out in 10.4 overs. Three batsmen making 13, one making 12. The rest all in single digits or ducks. And uh, we got some rather tasty bowling figures for the Sixers today. Steve O'Keefe, three for 16. One for seven from Gurinder Sandhu, four for 13 from Ben Dwashus, and uh, two for 12 from Carlos Brathwaite. Naman, you said it's, you know, they need to kick on, they need to bounce back, they need to get back to winning ways kind of stuff when we introduced you. But 205 plays 60, a, a record margin of defeat in Big Bash history. Ten, 10 years, I know, so it's not forever. But 145 run defeats. Um, Melbourne Renegades already held the record for the biggest defeat. In fact, they're the only side to ever be beaten by over 100 runs in Big Bash Cricket, 112-run defeat they had against the uh, Stars, and they also lost to the uh, Brisbane Heat two seasons ago by 102 runs, but they've now been tonked by 145 runs. There is bouncing back, and there is being completely demoralised. They've got to pick themselves up off the floor, haven't they? Very much, James, and uh, they'll have to not win. They'll have to win two to three matches with good margin. All I can say is, like, uh, wing to IPL, uh, Aaron Finch have tasted the blood of RCB. <laughs> They what it is reflecting from their performance. They need to Finch needs to move out of RCB zone now and needs to buck up. And uh, yes, they'll have to somewhere think about bringing back Tahir and Nabi because I feel Nabi will no won't be playing the whole tournament. They do have to play UA in UAE against Ireland later on, so they need to make use of his services as soon as possible. And Tahir cannot sit on the bench. You have seen in. PSK also, like they need to make use of him. He just cannot sit. He brings altogether different energy. I feel the batting department is more quite balanced, uh, quite surprised with today's performance because all are good T20 players, especially Marsh and Rosov as well. Maybe Marsh could uh, bat one down or maybe second down. I feel one down, he's a good batsman uh, and both Good batsmen Finch and uh, Marsh are two dependents on which Renegades rely. So I feel Marsh is the one who should step down a bit and uh, maybe Harper or someone can open with them, uh, with Finch. Sam, the, the bonus point, the big bash boost point for being ahead after 10 overs. There was a, ch- a time in this Renegades reply before they got completely bowled out set for 60 that they still had a chance of nicking a point there. They could have got to sort of 75 for nine, being completely beaten by the biggest margin in big bash history and still picked up a point for their, their efforts. There, there comes a point where the boost point is undeserved, really, isn't there? Yeah, it doesn't quite sit right, does that, in the in the whole kind of win-loss dynamic of sport. I will say, you know, in, in other sports, I think we, we see it in rugby a little bit. You, you get points for, for losing within a certain margin, or um, but that's, it, that makes it, that's usually in quite a tight game. As you said, this one, they could have still come away with a point. And actually, 
for the I think if you're a Sydney Sixers player, you would have felt quite hard done by because you know there's a maximum of four points available, and despite having come away with the, with the biggest win in Big Bash history or whatever it was, they wouldn't have got the the full points as it is. It didn't transpire. But I know I think you were asking a question. What would have happened? Did, we, did you get the answer? Did you get to the bottom of what would have happened if they'd have been bowled out with inside 10 overs? I mean, it wouldn't have mattered today because obviously they were chasing. But I gave the question out on Twitter earlier. I understand this big bash boost rule. I quite like this big bash boost rule, apart from potentially today where it would have been completely undeserved in my opinion. But if the team batting first gets bowled out inside 10 overs, then they're not setting a 10 over mark, are they? And then the team batting second, yeah, if they romp past the score, because you presume it's going to be a low score then I assume that they get the bonus point anyway. But I can't see anything in writing on this. But, you know, if you bowl out for, say, 33 in eight overs, and then yep. the team batting second gets bowled out for 25 in seven, who gets the bonus point? Oh, I mean, you'd, you'd hope the team batting second. In the same way that, I suppose, in writing the other way around, technically, if the team batting second, I know perhaps I'm missing something obvious, but if the team batting second gets bowled out in nine overs, then technically you don't know who's ahead at the 10th over right. in the second inning. I mean, there comes a point, I suppose, if they, if they can't even make it to 10 overs, then they possibly don't deserve to have the bonus point. But I've not, I, I looked through the rules today and I couldn't see anywhere where it was written. It's, it's unlikely to happen because even today's 60 all out took them 10.4 yeah. overs. But um, World Cup final 2019, you get to these situations sometime, don't you? Where these instances where you think, oh, it's not worth writing a rule for that. They come around sometime and then everybody's left scratching their head and being unsatisfied with it. So I think it's just, um, you know, if anybody out there knows, at cricket underscore badger on the Twitter feed is where I posted that question. Let me know what happens if the team batting first gets bowled out within 10 overs, doesn't set that halfway total point. What happens to the big bash boost point? Are there some rules written down somewhere to cover that scenario? It Let- might be that you you now cause them to think, James. You know that this is how you know in the legal world this is how it develops. Scenarios come up and you build the rules. You could be the equivalent to the kind of Bosman transfer in the in the big bash. It could be the rule named after you. Well, I think it should now be called the Badger Boost Rule. Then <laughs> absolutely, so- I'm on, I'm on board with that. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's select our Blue Crocodile Cricketer of the Matches today. Just want one player from across the two games from both of you. And um, We've gone down the uh, the headline acts there with Darcy Short starring for the Hobart Hurricanes in that first game with his 72 from 48 balls. For the Hurricanes in the field, um, three wickets from James Faulkner, three for 21, two for 20 for Johan Botha. And uh, Riley Meredith, who's impressing me all the time, two for 30 from him. And obviously there's that 10th wicket partnership, Daniel Worrell with 62 not out from 39 and Danny Briggs 35 from 18 in that game. In the Sixers against Renegades match, we saw 95 from Josh Felipe, 57 balls, 45 not out from Jordan Silk further down the order. Then with the ball, those uh, standout figures, three for 16 from Stephen O'Keefe. Four for 13 from Ben Dwarshus. Naman, if you're going to take me somewhere to give me the uh, cricketer of the match today, who would you nominate? 
Yes, uh, I have two nominations. Uh, one is Ben Dwashers uh, taking four for. I feel that uh, bowlers don't uh, much get the recognition they need to have in T20 cricket. It was some exceptional bowling performance. And uh, second one would be Dashi uh, Dashi shot uh, scoring 24 odd runs of one over of Rashid Khan. I feel uh, that is mammoth and. Uh, Scoring 24 odd runs of Rashid Khan's bowling is a huge achievement. And uh, yes, sir, these are the two nominations for my end. Any advance on those two from you, Sam? Josh Felipe at the top of the Sixers order. It was a, a stunning knock. I'm slightly biased. He did. He played pub cricket over at my club in Somerset a few years ago. Well, he's still very young. So you taught him all yeah. he knows, did you? I, I didn't say that, James. You did. Um, <laughs> you, if you will put words into my mouth. But yes, it was a great knock. And he had, you know, he was at the, BB, at the IPL for the first time. Had a little bit of a go, but, you know, he's had a bit of a frustrating summer since last year because, he, of course, he was in the Australia squad but didn't get a game. But yeah, it was great to see him back out there in that yellow cap, of course, the leading run scorer clashing nicely with the Sydney Sixers pink. I, I said yesterday, um, very easy yesterday, to uh, award this uh, Blue Crocodile Cricketer of the Match. I said yesterday there's going to come a day where there's three or four in contention. And, and today is one of those days, isn't it, really? There's some, been some really good performances across the two games. Josh Felipe, fantastic. Totally agree with you, Sam. I'm going to go with Ben Dwarshus. The comprehensive nature of that win today for the Sixers against the Renegades. Uh, it started off with uh, Steve O'Keefe you know, with his spin, but when Dwarshus seemed to, every time he ran into bowl, he only bowled 16 balls. He took four wickets and I thought he was exceptional today. So the Blue Crocodile cricketer of the match today for his four for 13 for the Sydney Sixers is Ben Darshus. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile, bit of a Trivial point, this next one. Now, man, I I love marketing and how brands get their names in front of the public during competitions. And I read a piece overnight. I don't know how long this has been around for. I'm sure it's been since the start of this competition, but I've only just picked up on it. How the umpires in the Big Bash have deodorant adverts underneath their armpits. And so when they raise their hands for sixes and the camera zooms in on them, there is a little deodorant advert underneath their armpit. I think uh, just little things like that amuse me. Now, man, and uh, obviously T20 Cricket, the franchise world, it's full of adverts and full of sponsorship and stuff. And I think that's quite an ingenious way of getting your your message out there. (laughs) Uh, it's a great way and uh, yes, the T20 cricket has been like a blockbuster, right? a kind of a template as well where everything is tried and tested. People kind of now crowds coming in uh, and uh, yes, good marketing strategy as well. Uh, surprised to see this, I never saw that today but I feel it should not be involved. Uh, end of the day, it's a gentleman's game uh, but trying and testing uh, everything, yes, it's a kind of uh, entertainment but I won't... I won't be supporting this kind of advertisement and all. Uh, keep cricket aside and everything else uh, elsewhere. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Sam, the other thing I wanted to talk about before we finish off today, Aaron Finch uh, came to my attention today. He's not been home for six months. 
He came to England um, with Australia's white ball team in the summer. He went on to the IPL. He's then been in, into the Australian bubble and now into the Big Bash bubble. We talk about players and bubble fatigue and them being human beings and needing to look after them and all the rest of it. That is some ask, isn't it, for a player like him? Yeah, it really is. And I, I think they, they've said he might well spend a bit of time away, get a chance to go away and, and spend some time with his family because it's impossible to know. I was listening to a podcast this morning um, with Isagura on it, talking about the two weeks quarantine you have to do. And, you know, we all think it sounds easy, but actually being in a, just locked away in a hotel room, essentially, it's going to be so tough mentally, particularly with people who are quite active anyway. So, you know, it really has been a long time. And we can, we can say, oh, they're professional sports people, they're paid really well, but that isn't really the point. And we're starting to see, you know, some of the English lads have, have made what are quite brave, but quite sensible decisions and thought, actually, no, we need some time at home faced with the prospect of, of more time in quarantine. So hopefully he does get a bit of a, a spell away because it, it, it must be much needed. However much of a world superstar you are, you need that time away from the game and to freshen up. And at least they have a bit more freedom now in Australia than perhaps we do here, I think. My best mate from school lives in New Zealand these days and he came back to England over the summer. I couldn't see him because of the COVID stuff, but the when he when he went back to New Zealand, he went in back into the two-week quarantine in what looked like a travel lodge from his photographs and his wife uh, kindly sent him a dartboard so he could play darts for two weeks in his in his, in his his travel lodge rooms until he could actually uh, go back into the house just to keep himself busy because two weeks is a long time. It really is. I think, one well, didn't they have issues... Um, because people initially in Australia were trying to were kind of almost Rapunzel-like tying sheets together to escape. So I think they stopped people having balconies for a while as well. So you couldn't even have any fresh air properly in the room. Like it, it really is, when you think about it, when you can literally only open your door to receive food, that is a long time. Davin Milan was talking to the BBC the other day and listened to his interview, and he's in a room exactly like that. I don't think the window's open, he's got no balcony. He, he said he'd been delivered a treadmill or a bike, an exercise bike, I think, and it was too heavy for him to actually bring in, and he couldn't get any help because nobody could come into his room to help him bring it in. So it's a tough old world out there, now, man, isn't it? It's all right for us sitting on our sofas, turning the TV on and watching these guys and celebrating the fact that cricket's back, but we need to remember that these guys need looking after because mental health is massively important in this modern world and they're human beings just like everybody else. Very much and uh, they are trying their best to bring cricket back to normal and uh, yes, tough times in a room itself look at us like uh, this year has been bizarre and uh, it's tough time and uh, they are doing their best but uh, I, the one advice which I would like to just call Chris Gale. They say they are the best to get rid of every negativity around. I keep seeing his stories. Uh, he's the man, he's enjoying. He does not feel Feel you like it's 2020. Is like uh, even in quarantine, he's doing something or the other. He's the best mate to have around. Uh, just out of the box thinking, uh, but be with the Caribbeans during your tough times. All I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of I guess strange, isn't it, to say that a cricketer in a hotel room is suffering? Yeah, you because know, there's so many people dying and 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 tough stories around the world through COVID nineteen in twenty twenty. But we need to look after these guys that are entertaining us, and they are entertaining us in this big bash. And it's been a good start to the competition. We get to see a real nail biter in BBL ten. I'm sure that's just around the corner. Looking forward to that, but we've seen some really good performances so far. A few teams getting off to a very good start. A few teams need to kind of have a little bit of a word with themselves and look in the mirror as they go into their next fixtures in BBL 10. But we'll be looking forward to bringing them to you as we go through the next uh, few weeks of the Big Bash League. But for now, Naman and Sam, thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you very much, James. Thanks a lot, James. Cheers. Have a great weekend. And thank you very much to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this BBL daily podcast. 
Snapping up the right mortgages for you. Bluecrocodile.co.uk. Plenty more cricket just around the corner from Australia. We'll be back to talk about everything on the pitch and probably everything around it as well on the Big Bash Dailies. See you tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.